we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia from which we conduct our podcast. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hey guys, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today we are joined with Austin. Hello, how are you today? Hello, I'm good. Thanks for having me. No worries. So when when did you start like first making music? Um, I guess in a way I have made music since I was five because I started learning violin. So that was my intro to music and I did like classical violin all through school. So um, I guess I probably started writing songs when I was maybe like 13 or 14 ish um and dabbling in like pop and punk and all that kind of stuff um yeah and then I started properly like making and releasing my own music um about five years ago cool nice and do you play any other instruments now like other than violin yeah I dabble in a bit of everything um I play guitar and bass and like keys pretty averagely um I can play one beat on the drums which I'm really stoked about (laughs) so I'll claim it (laughs) drums are actually so hard like I've tried so many times I don't know how that many parts of your brain can be working at once it's ridiculous no I don't have the coordination at all too many things (laughs) um So I read that you describe like Austin as like an alter ego to your like introverted. Do you want to like talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think like myself as a person, I'm quite chill and I am definitely introverted. I don't know, like sometimes I can be very extroverted, but more so I'm pretty introverted. I just like to sit around by myself and like have some me time, make music by myself in this little corner of my house. And um, I think there is a part of my personality that I like to like bring out with the Austin project. Um, And I think it's like a real cool way to just express those sides of myself, which I don't really get to in like day-to-day life. Um, So yeah, I guess it is kind of like an alter ego in a way to just make making music and like putting yourself out there as an artist a little bit um less daunting and like having a more creative kind of um mindset about putting stuff out there yeah for sure and where did you come up with like the name Austin oh it's not very interesting I just kind of like had a dream about it because I was trying to think of like little persona kind of names and all of my favorite artists at the time were just like one word kind of names um I was thinking for like a week or something I just wrote down this list of names that I really liked you know like Halsey, Grimes, like FKA Twigs and stuff like that um and then I just like had a dream that I was Austin and then I told someone and they were like you look like you could actually that could be your name so I was like all right let's roll with it so it's not a very interesting backstory at all I think it's a cool choice it it definitely fits though like I I definitely agree with that 
Yeah, I like the name. It's interesting to see how people just come up with it. Because, like, a lot of the time, band names and, like, any name really, majority of the time, they don't have much of a backstory other than, yeah. like, oh, we're having some beers and, I don't know, yeah. it just came to us. Like, yeah, it so just yeah. sounded cool. Like, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's how, always, how the, all the best names always happen, you know? Yeah. Um, I definitely regret it, though, for, like, search engine-wise because mm-hmm. you can't search for my name because you just get Jane Austen. It's like, ah, damn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I know I've had so – there have been a few artists that actually, like, like um, just local artists change their names um, for that reason. Like, I remember mm. – um, I don't know if you know the band Beans – or they were initially called baked beans, I think. And so for so long, I was like looking up baked beans, baked beans everywhere. And I was like, have they just like died? Did they just remove all their music, just gone off the face of the earth? And then one day I found out that they just were beans now. And I was like, oh wait, they still have all their music out here. So they changed their name. How um, is that more searchable? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no oh, well. It's like, like the band. that, yeah. It's like the band back in the day, which we were told the story of, which um, called themselves Free Beer. And every time they'd get put on a pub poster or something, it'd say, you know, free beer tonight. And then they stopped getting gigs. So after too many people oh, yeah. coming asking for free beer. That's smart. Yeah, it That's is. Smart. My lockdown hobby has been like learning to DJ. And we're oh, no. talking about like DJ names. And I think my DJ name is just going to be DJ Dad. <laughs> yes. That's good. Or DJ Dad Bod. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. DJ Dad for short. Dad Bod. Yeah. I like it. So, your music is like kind of electronic, psychedelic, like synth pop kind of vibes. Is that like music? What kind of drew you to that kind of music? Is that music that you've always been into or just like what you found yourself making? Um, I think it's definitely my favorite type of music to listen to um I have like a pretty I don't know chaotic like taste in music it changes really often and I can't really like pin it down so when people ask me what I listen to I'm like I don't know like anything from this end of the spectrum to over here but I think my favorite like the one that has stood the test of time for me is just like synth pop and like cool electronic influences and I also because I mainly play guitar rather than keys like I think a lot of guitar music also inspires me so um I really like just a lot of like vintage music as well I think that like seeps into my um influences so but yeah I think most of my favorite music that I keep coming back to is just like yeah synth pop or like weird cool drum machine sounds um like a bit of a retro vintage vibe or just like the heyday of like indie pop when it was like mgmt and yeah whole era golden era (laughs) the golden (laughs) mm, so good um who do you like look to inspiration why it's not necessarily just in music but like for visuals songwriting style wise like all of the above where do you kind of find your inspo cool um I guess, yeah, I mean, musically, I love bands like Little Dragon, um, Metronomy, Grimes. Um, I really like Laurel or Laurel, Laurel, I don't know how, but (laughs) she's great. Um, 
and just like I don't know generic music from the 60s like the Beatles and the Beach Boys or like the Everly Brothers and stuff stuff that like my parents were listening to when I was growing up so like just makes me feel really happy and nostalgic um fashion wise I think I draw inspiration from a bit of the same like throwback vibe I really like vintage fashion um and like I don't know in saying that though like I've got a necktie on but I also have some like random like corset thing from the ragged priest and then this shirt which is my housemate so like I don't know it's like a big mishmash of (laughs) errors and inspirations but yeah um I really like like I think I was really drawn to 60s fashion in particular just because even though it was like probably a pretty messed up time in reality, like it just makes you feel nostalgic when you see the fashion and it's very cute and it's like not overly um, sophisticated or like sexualized or anything like that. It's just like cute, fun. Um, And it works really well for like a bit of a pear-shaped situation. So I'm very into that personally. Um, Yeah, but I also just like... I don't know, walking around the streets and like seeing random stuff that people wear and then trying to steal their fashion. So probably yeah. get more inspiration from randoms. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I love doing that. I love just like walking around and seeing just like freaking some really cool people wearing. Awesome. So good. Um, so your genre of music is kind of known to have really like strong visuals, I guess, like known to be quite colourful. Um, do you find that like when you write your music or after you've written a piece that you have visuals that go along with like your music? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I, I have a very strong idea in my head, like for what a song looks like. Um, but I guess the challenge is just like translating that to what it actually ends up being. And obviously, you know, I'm an independent artist. So you're like working on a budget, you're doing it DIY and you're like, what can I achievably do? Cause I have this like, you know, million dollar video clip idea in my head, but I have like a few hundred bucks. So, um, I think I get inspired by like films a lot. Um, so depending on what the song is like on my EP um there's one song that's very like I haven't finished any of the visuals for it yet but it's very like I'm picturing kind of Blade Runner meets like Drive Mm -hmm. that kind of like very um dystopian but like cool Mm -hmm. kind of vibe but I think yeah I think visuals are super important and it's like a very nice extra on top of the music where you can like communicate that extra little thing that's in your head. For sure. Um, so you have toured with Aurora and Kite String Tangle and recently Touch Sensitive, um, all who put on like an awesome show. Uh, what was it like to be on tour with them? Did you learn anything like really that you've just held close to you along the way? Yeah, I mean, Kite String Tangle was my, I think, first tour ever or like maybe I'd done a few shows before that, but it was like very early on and like I hadn't really toured much and it was a big tour as well. We did like two shows in each city that we went to over like the course of three or four weeks or something. So 
it was a good like intro and the cool thing about that tour was he put on such a sick show like he had a horn section in every city that he because it's really expensive to fly an actual horn section around so he would like get to the city meet up with his horn players like go through it and then play the show like the next day or whatever um so he had like a big band you know like a three-piece horn section or whatever and then his little station where he has synths and like drum pads and he's singing and he's playing stuff live and then he has live drums so it was just like an awesome awesome show and like he put a lot of thought and effort into it and it just sounded amazing so I think that was I was like cool like when I get to headline that means that I can go all out and like actually have all the parts that are in the song like played live or most of them anyway so yeah that was really cool um the Aurora tour was really cool as well I think like the main thing about that like she is cool she's just like a little elf that is just Like exactly how she seems is like exactly what she's like. Really? Wow. So nice. She's just like off in her own little world, which (laughs) I was like, I need to take some, take notes. Um, But it was cool because like, I think the best thing about that is like her fans were so nice and like none of them knew who I was or my music and they were just super supportive and like best crowd to play to because they were just really lovely. Yeah. Do you have like your a favorite or like really memorable gig experience? Like something really whack that's happened to you? Yeah, I do. This is my go-to story when people ask me this because it's just like honestly the most memorable. It was bizarre. So um I was playing um a few dates, like supporting this artist. I don't know if I should like name him because it's a bit of a weird story. But anyway, <laughs> he probably wouldn't mind. But anyway, he's a DJ and like producer and we were doing a few shows in like regional Victoria. We did like Ballarat and Torquay. And so cool. we went to um we played at like the Torquay Tavern or something like that where it was kind of like a smaller venue and it was very regional. So like before I started, they had to like shift the sports bar, shift all the tables out of the sports bar so that they could like clear a dance floor. And all the oldies, all the old blokes in there were just like, oi, what's going on? Why is this girl singing pop music? I don't like it. Um, but so we were backstage and it was like the headliner and I think he had one person in his touring party and then it was me and my drummer. So it was four of us backstage and somehow the venue had been given the rider for his like festival set instead of his like small venue set. So his festival shows have like dances and like all of these people, like a crew behind the scenes, like lighting people, all this stuff. And so it's this rider for food and drinks for like 20 people. (laughs) And so we're just at this like tiny little place, like backstage and they come in and these two like staff bartenders were just like, hi, here's like, they just brought in platters of food, an entire chocolate cake, a case of beer, like, I don't know, five bottles of like bourbon or whatever a whole thing of like a tub of drinks oh my God. um and just like 
pastries and sandwiches and like finger food and it was just four of us sitting in there being like this is so embarrassing it sounds delicious but we honestly tried to go so hard we were like well we have to eat and drink it all and like take some sandwiches home for the flight in the morning and we tried really hard but like we didn't even get through yeah Imagine like the caterers as well being like, like who the fuck are these four people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they said yes. Like yeah, they yeah, should have just been like, no, we can't provide this for you. What do you mean? Yeah, surely. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so like, embarrassed. Um. So who is like someone? Because you've gone on tour with all these people, you've made music with some really cool people as well. Who is someone that like you haven't really collaborated with or toured with that you'd really love to? Oh, that's a good question. I have to think about that one. Um, who would I actually like to tour with? It's like I feel like I've just not allowed myself to think about it because of like. COVID I'm just like oh no no need to like my brain just doesn't know what tours are anymore so I'm like just repress that (laughs) um I don't know like for some reason I thought of Charlie XCX because I feel like that would be a very lit tour like that would just be really fun or maybe Mark Ronson would be cool yeah he's like my dream collab or yeah that would be really sick that would be such a good collab as well he's just like another level he's awesome Mm. he's so cool yeah Yeah, or like um I don't know maybe I'm not really thinking in terms of like what my music would actually suit but um someone like LCD sound system or like one of the OGs of like cool synth music that would be cool yeah nice mm. Those are good. Good. i like that mm. that's a good vibe so mm. you also well you released your debut ep in 2019 mm. um do you want to give us like a little rundown on what that was about and what releasing like a whole body of work like for starters was like for you yeah so the ep is called passenger seat and it was kind of centered around the theme um of a relationship that i was in at the time and had also like i started writing the ep and then we broke up so like half of them were written while we were together and then the other half was like during the breakup and afterwards um and so right at the start of that relationship we were you know very fresh and we just decided to like a good way to get to know each other would be to go on a road trip in a van together to like North Queensland um, (laughs) and spend like 15 days or something in this tiny little van just like squished in there together and so I started writing the EP on that trip and I started writing the song Passenger Seat on that trip and so I kind of conceptualized it as this like almost like a road trip um throughout the EP but also paralleling like the journey of a relationship so I think and that was like a real tumultuous like toxic relationship so I think the songs are all centered around that kind of theme um and it was cool like it was cool writing something that 
was all working towards this like one idea um and I think that was a good experience but now with my next EP I'm sort of doing the opposite where like everything's very different um and kind of a bit chaotic and like all over the shop like it, yeah so yeah. I was gonna yeah. ask like what how you found writing this new EP different to like this the old the, well, the first one that you've done Mm. I guess I just wanted to like go in the other direction because I've already done that type of like thing where I in my own mind kind of centered it all around this one idea and one time in my life and kind of also musically like wanted it to be really cohesive and and create this world around it where it all sounded like it belonged in the same world um but with the new one I'm just like I think I've gone from genre to genre, like on each of the four tracks on the EP. So North, South, East, West, which is the first one, which I've released is like its own little thing over here in this niche. And then the others kind of all have their individual vibe. So um, yeah, I just wanted to do things differently, I guess. Nice. And do you have like a name and date of the EP yet or you're like still undecided? don't have a release date yet um I think we're a bit scared to put it in just because of like the last little period of time and yeah but it's definitely coming out this year and it's called small so yeah so and it is part of a longer term couple of projects but um I'll announce those at some point but yeah it's called small it's four tracks and the cover is like this image of like a turtleneck sweater. Oh, cool! So it's kind of like the image that you had for um, North, South, East, West. Yeah, yeah, nice. it's the same. I'm just doing the same cover for the whole EP, so oh, that's the image. Cool. Yeah, nice. And so, do you want to talk a little bit about that song as well? So you've just kind of recently released a song called North, South, mm-hmm. East, West. <laughs> um, what is that one about? um so it's kind of like the polar opposite of my last EP which is cool because it's like as I said that was kind of like a bit of a toxic relationship and very like up and down um and this song was written when myself and the two like co-writers that I wrote it with we were all just in a really like nice place and it's kind of just about like that honeymoon period of a relationship where like you don't really have to worry about anything everything's just like simple and cruisy and it's just a really nice time so we wanted to just yeah convey that like chill chill vibe and um I wanted to do something different than the the previous EP so I was in a different place I guess as well so do you find it easier like when so when you're writing your like first EP, we said that kind of like the first part of it, you were writing like while you were in the relationship and the second part when you were out of it, like, do you, did you find writing like nicer, cooler, like happier songs easier than sort of like breakup-ish songs or it doesn't really make a difference to you? I, I don't think it makes a difference. And weirdly, like you would think that, you write about what you're going through at the time, but I don't really find that's the case all the time. Like sometimes you definitely are inspired by like what you're feeling in the moment, but sometimes you just like write a song and you're like, I've just written like a really sad breakup song, but like, I'm not sad. So I don't know where that came from, but I guess it's just 
Oh, I, I read this really cool quote the other day in this book I'm reading by David Byrne from The Talking Heads and he was saying like, like the act of creating or making music or painting or whatever is not trying to get at an emotion. It's kind of like the act of creating is just a thing in itself and then the emotions come from that or like place themselves onto that depending right. on like what everyone interprets it as or what the artist is yeah. feeling which I found was really interesting because I was like yeah that's that's true sometimes you just write and you don't know where it comes from so yeah I'm still writing like happy songs and sad songs but um, yeah yeah and, like some people write like I don't know how how what you what the actual name for it is but you just like pick a scenario and mm. just write randomly about some random thing or like a chair the life of a yeah. chair yeah um, and like some really cool music comes from that sort of writing which is really interesting um yeah that's cool I might try that that's a really good like prompt idea thanks for that <laughs> yeah oh, good. that's good but yeah it's funny how like all your favorite songs you're like what is this about like this is so relevant to my life and then sometimes it's just about something completely random and you're like oh I thought this was really profound like, yeah <laughs> that's the yeah that's a nice thing about music though is it's so up to and just art in general so up to you know everyone's interpretation in that you know yeah yeah definitely um well Along with the song that you just released, you also released a music video, which was really super cool. Um, and it was like very 60s vibe, which makes sense now because it's based off a lot of your inspos. Um, so like, what was the story like behind that video and kind of what was that whole filming experience like for you? So the initial like concept for the video I came up with when I was like, because I think the song has a bit of a throwback kind of, at least in my head, like that's what I pictured was kind of that vintage nostalgic kind of feel. So um, I it made me think of like old talk shows from like the 60s era where, you know, like the Beatles would just all get up with their guitars and there'd be like a bunch of screaming girls in the audience and it's just like such an iconic visual and it's so nostalgic and... There's like the Ed Sullivan show, I think is like the um, main one that's like on YouTube with all those performances from like iconic people. So I wanted to kind of do that sort of um, look and feel and I wanted to like spin it somehow and like modernize it. So I guess my way of doing that was just like playing all the characters. So <laughs> because also being in a very DIY situation, I was like, can't get a bunch of people to come like act all the parts out so I may as well play all the instruments and like do all the characters myself and it'll just be cheaper and like easier to do just superimpose yeah. myself into it so um yeah that's where the concept came from and then I worked with um Teal Teal Studios which is uh in Wollongong um the they filmed it and edited it and so we went into this like theater called Anita's theater which is this real beautiful old vintage like theater um and had a few hours in there and I was just like hectically doing costume changes and getting into all the different characters um which was really cool and then they had the idea of like the audience character which was good like threw some popcorn so I think we filmed that when we had like 10 minutes to go in our hire of the 
um, venue. And we were like, oh, okay, quick, while you guys pack up the lights, like we'll just go and throw some popcorn. And then we were like <laughs> picking all our popcorn up and leaving. Um, but yeah, that was, it was really cool um, to see that like bring out a different kind of side to the song. Mm. yeah that's awesome it's a really cool video um, yeah it is really cool so, yeah so nice nicely done love it thank you so much oh that's so yeah. nice we honestly like did it all in like a few hours at the theater so like that's good that's to awesome. know thank you <laughs> yeah it definitely um, so, turned out really well yeah it did do you um plan on i mean it's a bit iffy right now but gigging at all have you like played any gigs or had it have any coming up I've had a few yeah um I had a DJ gig that just got cancelled as today the like you know um lockdown got extended so that was a huge bummer but um it's like rescheduled for August but other than that I am announcing a tour probably this week I'm announcing it I think so um I'll be doing can I read you the dates yeah you can read us I'll the just dates. yeah where are we at here? So I'll be doing three shows. I'm doing a show in Sydney on July 16th, in Melbourne on July 24th at the Lead Beater, and July 30th in Wollongong. So even though it's like a pretty whack time for me to like announce a tour, like I feel real bad to be like, oh, hopefully in July I can play these shows, but gotta gotta stay positive, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Surely by July. Surely. Oh God, hopefully. I stupidly, stupidly, like, I don't know, last week or the week before, like bought um, tickets to like a gig coming up in like two weeks. And it was like, oh no, it was like last week I brought it, like during lockdown. I was like, nah, it'll be over. Yeah. Um, Gig. And I was like, that'll be so fun. Uh, hopefully it still goes ahead. I don't know. It's in like two or three weeks. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Surely, a- right? Like, like, yeah, you'd hope yeah. so. Surely in three weeks. Like, God. It's just the know. fuck thing is just like you literally, we just have no idea. Like anything can happen really, unfortunately. Honestly. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is like I just only moved to Melbourne. I moved to Melbourne on March 15th, 2020. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's kind of like yeah I feel your pain I moved here at the start in like February 2020 so I had like a couple like a month or two and then it was yeah yeah so I feel your pain oh my god and you're still here and we're both still here yeah and we're both we've lived to tell the tale that's most yeah (laughs) I'm just like just my pride because I'm like obviously it would be better if I like went back to Queensland well it probably wouldn't but like at the time when we were in like you know seven months of lockdown or whatever but I was like nope I'm not giving up like yeah yeah. but um to be honest it's a great place to move to music wise like there's so many venues to play at yeah once it all kind of dies down like hopefully it'll be like nice to be living here for you (laughs) well I mean recently it has been sick you Mm. know like before this lockdown like came back in it was so good like super vibrant yeah I love it Mm. and like I mean hopefully even if the Melbourne show doesn't go ahead you can probably I reckon you'll still be able to play like the Wollongong and Sydney shows Mm. as well so that'll be yeah yeah that seemed to be the case last year I did a few New South Wales shows even when um Melbourne was locked down like I I did like a quarantine in New South Wales and like 
did some shows in Wollongong and um, a couple in Brisbane as well. So yeah, there's always something. And then I'm thinking like, we'll see how this tour goes, but for the EP, I'm just going to do like all online, just a tour of like virtual events maybe. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, Anyone can come see as well. Mm. Yeah. God, if we're still in lockdown in July, oh my God, like, Jesus, nah, that's a we'll fucked okay. <laughs> Don't think about it, just push it down. Yeah, yeah out, it of, down. out of mind, out of mind. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been... Thank you for having me, this is sick. Thank you. Thank I'm you. a big fan. Um, yeah, hopefully we maybe get to see you play at the Leadbeater in mm. Melbourne or yes. listen to your EP or watch you play virtually one of the any yeah. of the above <laughs> whatever happens yeah. first um but yeah thank you so much usually we do a bit of a beers and cheers um at the end of all our videos you know I actually tried to go find a beer and I didn't have any so that's okay whatever yes. you've got I did look in the fridge I'm not drinking a beer either we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> cheers, cheers.